You're listening to the We Don't Want to Wait iZombie Podcast Marshmallow Crossover Special Spectacular. I'm Robin. And I'm Stephanie. And we are here in Season 3, officially, of Veronica Mars. We don't even have a, a you- Season 2 uh, finale to talk about. We're we're right in Season 3. Do you want me to list the episodes? Sure. Wichita Linebacker. <laughs> Charlie Don't Surf. <clears throat> President Evil and High Infidelity. It's weird how the first two episode titles had like a like a, a clearing of the throat as part of the title too. Okay, do you want me to say it again? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because you know allergies. No, it's so I'm just picking. <laughs> um everything is yellow. Is everything yellow in Vermont? Um it's about to get white again, actually. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, spring just started, so I mean, that's just Vermont. Mm. <laughs> a glorious, glorious place, but uh, just, I mean, it's not Minnesota. It's, I mean, it could it could be a lot worse in it, weather-wise, but um, still, it's kind of annoying that we've started spring, and it's like, you know, been in the 50s, and all of a sudden, they're like, winter storm, and they're, they're letting the kids out of school earlier tomorrow. It's just... <laughs> oh, wow. Redonkulous. Anyway, so that was our um, uh, bitch sesh. Now let's get on to uh, <laughs> Wichita Linebacker, which is uh, – do you know what that's based on? Wichita Lineman? Yeah, I thought you would. <laughs> is that, that's Glenn Campbell, right? Or is that Johnny Cash? Glenn Campbell, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was originally going to be called Friday Night Slights. Mm. But Rob Thomas uh, told the writers, Phil Klemmer and John Embaum, that colleges don't play football on Fridays, just high schools. <laughs> ah. um, so, uh, yeah, Phil Klemmer and John Embaum wrote this. They said they initially um, thought they'd be unable to write an episode because they didn't know much about American football. So they tried to make the episode less about football. And John Embaum says, uh, Rob just sort of handed this down. If I think if you pay strict a, a play strict, I think it's pay strict attention. You'll find it isn't as football-y as the as an episode about a football player could possibly be. And I think that's why. <laughs> mm. So uh, the summary for this episode is Veronica helps Army Hammer find his playbook while Weevil <laughs> gets a job working for Keith. Yeah, that was shocking to see Army Hammer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's just start with that. Um, and uh, I actually named his segment uh, Hammer Time uh, because, you know, just so much Army Hammer. Um, so we see Army. We first don't know it's Army. He's being, like, drilled, you know, by the coach. Uh-huh. We soon find out later it's him. He's freaking out because he's missing his playbook. And um, he's his girlfriend is this the boss of this radio show that Piz wants to get a job at. She is from uh, she. I recognize her from uh, Supernatural. Yeah, Lindsay McKeon. She was uh, actually one of the main characters on Saved by the Bell, the new class. What? <laughs> and I guess she did a stint on uh, One Tree Hill. Okay. Um. Well, you know, with like a million seasons, I'm sure everybody. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, I I actually heard that uh, Chad Michael Murray uh, is now on Riverdale, so you know, it's just like a little circular thing, I guess. Um. Oh. Uh. 
I, I wanted to also mention Army Hammer was uh, his last credit before this one on his IMDb is student number two on Arrested Development. And then it's this, and then he goes on to do some Gossip Girl before um, he plays twins in uh, Social Network. And that's kind of where it all took off. Ah, yeah. I wonder if, like, these were, like, really good casting agents yeah. that did this show. <laughs> Yeah, they keep finding some good stuff, you know, some good people mm-hmm. and that you're like, oh, it's that person. Um, do you, what's your favorite Army Hammer role? I mean, I think he's great in uh, Social Network. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just love Call Me By Your Name. I still haven't seen that one. My favorite is Man From oh, Uncle. Good... You know, that is a good movie. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. I, that movie needs a sequel. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if nobody else <laughs> saw it. I really liked it. <laughs> Uh, so, um, Piz asks, uh, Veronica for help and she wants, uh, $500, which offends Piz because that was supposed to be like the friend's price or something. Oh yeah. Uh, but it turns out to be just her regular price. Um, yeah, there's this weird thing going on between Piz and Veronica. I don't, I don't know. She looks at him really weird. Yeah, I mean, I can see that they're trying to make him into the Duncan. They want to lean into the love triangle thing again, you know? And to mm-hmm. me, it's just, I don't know. I don't see the chemistry there at all. <laughs> like, I don't see her mm-hmm. really that interested. And every once in a while, they kind of make it awkward between them. But I just don't, mm-hmm. I just don't get it myself. Yeah. I, I like him okay, either. but. <laughs> Not, well, I'm just like, what's the point of you? <laughs> <laughs> what's the point of you? <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I mean, he is definitely there, um, for, um, uh, uh, product placement. Uh, did you, did you notice that? Wait a minute. What? Well, pop, they, they say, um, so army hammer went to art an art show with his girlfriend to see, uh, his friend Larry's work or her friend. And then pop dropped mm-hmm. by the play, um, Guitar Hero, and then we cut to Piz going, dude, uh, that game rocks. <laughs> oh, I mean, we see Army Hammer and this uh, this pop kid uh, playing Guitar Hero, but it's it's Piz that's like that's like the Pete Ross of the show. All of a sudden, like, oh man, Guitar Hero. <laughs> um, so I I love that Veronica uh, immediately comes up with the best answer. Just like, why don't you just get a new playbook? Like, why don't we just get you a new play? Why do we have to track this playbook down? Just get you a new one. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, but he doesn't want this playbook out. Yeah. yeah. Which for people to see it, which ends up being in the end, the deal. But yeah. So they're like, okay, well let's like reproduce this thing. mm -hmm. And that is that when she goes, (laughs) Breaks in. Yeah, dressed as a cheerleader and prints out the playbook. I love I love any any uh moment in this show where they're like, here's this huge document. Let's print the entire thing out. <laughs> <laughs> like just pop a pop a flash drive in there, Veronica. Come on. You don't have to print that there. Um And she has to do her Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> Quickly uh, her, uh doing some quick footwork on plugging the printer. Um, so yeah, we find out Larry had a crush, so maybe he could hate uh, Army Hammer enough to steal his playbook. Did Army Hammer have a character name? I don't even remember. He's just Army Hammer all over my notes. <laughs> uh, uh, Kurt. Oh, Kurt. Okay. 
Kurt and Trish. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, yeah, so Veronica figures out it's, it's, or thinks it's Pop at first. So she sends him uh, the Telltale Heart book for him to return. Um, well, and she thinks Larry's going to leave paint inside the uh, bag, um, backpack. There's no paint. There's just a some pop and that's corn. Why she so thinks I think it's, it's pop. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so Veronica soon figures out it's a girlfriend, and um, she she had basically fessed up that um she wanted Kurt to get off the team, so because they didn't appreciate him, and she even went ahead and made it so like he had grants lined up, so if he lost his scholarship, he could still stay in the school, but he's so he's too loyal to his team to to just play along with it. And so he ends up uh, uh, having to leave school. Yeah. And he, he was uh, taking up a scholarship that could have been belonged to somebody else. And he thought that the, some, like the coach kind of wanted him gone. Right. Um, but yeah, it's right at the end of this where Trish, you know, admits their whole thing. And she says, I went moment, momentarily crazy and it's going to cost me the guy I love, which kind of brings us into the other part of this episode, which I titled green eyed monster part two. <laughs> Because, you know, the episode Green-Eyed Monster and the jealousy that went along with that. Uh, Veronica getting jealous of what's going on with Logan. Getting suspicious. And, uh, yeah, Dick doesn't make it any doesn't, – doesn't make it very easy uh, by her just saying, oh, I heard cl- class was canceled. Logan said class was canceled. Where, where's Logan? He's like – he just simply just says, nailing other chicks. <laughs> um. And then, you know, she finds Logan and she immediately is like, let me see. He, he says that the, the professor did show up. Dick just left early thinking the press professor wasn't going to show up. So she's like, let me see your notes, which uh, doesn't make Logan very happy. And, of, and he yeah, doesn't show him. There, yeah, there's several things in this they're trying to put uh, – you know, like there's problems mm. with their relationship. And, and she kind of explains that, you know, I grew up watching people be distrustful of each other. Yeah. That's just how she grew up. Right. Well, she does uh, track him to a poker table where we meet Mercer Hayes. Um, yeah, because she doesn't, she call him and he, she, he hears, you know, like, oh, he's like in a party like atmosphere and he, she hears girls around and. He's having a good time, and she's jealous. And she put like a tracker on him. That's how she finds him. Yeah. And um, yeah, we should mention which uh, you know. I mean, that's one thing when you're investigating somebody who's guilty. But when you're you've got a tracker on your <laughs> boyfriend because you don't trust him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's, bad, that's news. bad news. But you know, it's also like that's what Veronica does. Yeah, that's what she's she does. What else that. would she do? Um. Should mention Mercer Hayes is played by Ryan Devlin. Um, he was on Cougar Town and Brothers and Sisters, and he also showed up uh, on iZombie, I believe, uh, last season. Oh. He was the um, he was a character named Dalton. Um, he was a brain dealer. Like there's a scene where he comes down to Blaine's kitchen, and he's got like a case full of like samples and stuff. He's showing to Donnie. Okay, I don't know. Um, so. Let's see. Um, oh yeah, so yeah, they, Logan and Veronica make up, and he says that um, 
they were he was planning to go to he, he was planning to go to surf in Mexico with Dick and Mercer. Um, but he says that he'd rather spend time with her. It was going to be more like a donkey show thing <laughs> than actually. Yeah, yeah. What he, he says? Yeah, he says I feel sorry for those donkeys. Yeah, I don't think Mercer even surfed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mercer says something offhand about that. Like, uh, we're not surfing. <laughs> yeah, so that makes you wonder what Logan is up to. It just makes Logan seem suspicious. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. These darn writers trying to shove a wedge between love. We can't just have some love. Uh huh. We can't just be can't happy. Can't just be happy. No, no dramatic uh, tension there or whatever. Ugh. All right. Uh, moving on to uh, Eli Navarro PI. Basically, Veronica gets him a job, I, right? I love this. Yeah, because he gets. What does he does he punch the uh, nearly the car the car wash manager and he gets fired yeah. so he, he needs he a job punches his go fist back. through the vending machine oh, right okay. next to him and that was just great I mean because you know you want to see Keith being you know uh, a mentor yes that's what that's what Weevil needs he needs a you know positive male I don't know male I just you know he just needs. You know, somebody to say, you're doing a good job, Weevil. I believe in you. You can do this. This makes me kind of angry. Uh, I wish, in order for me to buy that Keith, uh, Keith would let Weevil go so quickly, uh, I, I would need this plot kind of stretched out over an episode or two. Because I like Keith. I like Weevil working for Keith. Weevil likes working for Keith, especially when Keith takes him out from behind the desk. And it's like, go take pictures of this and, you know, and go surveil that. The problem is, like, he just lets him go off on his own. And, you know, not, I mean, they could have done some stakeouts together, you know. Mm-hmm. He could have taught him to how, how to have some restraint. You know, in the end, he's like a, what, a 18, 19, 20-year-old kid, you know. And uh, I, obviously, Keith's been moved to anger by things. And, uh and yeah, yeah, you should. Keith should understand Weevil's uh, anger towards injustice and somebody hitting a kid. Yeah, yeah, it's a child abuser. Of course, he's gonna, he, you know, he's gonna lose his crap and and beat this guy. But then again, Keith's like, this is my livelihood. I can't have somebody working for me that is going to get me fired from jobs. Yeah, I guess. Well, the way you do that, Keith, is you train him. <laughs> you actually mentor yeah. him. You don't just go go watch, take go some take pictures, some, go watch on your own, you know, and expect him to just. Um, I don't know. Um, so I was I was really unhappy that it was just so quick and done. That would have been such a great fit, and I think it, it, it's great. It would be great for the show too because it's it, it is kind of sad to see Weevil. Reduced to, I mean, no offense to janitorial, but it's it just further, in you know, sets up this whole divide between you know O Niner and PCH culture, and it would have been great to see, you know, I mean, poor Weevil. I mean, imagine having to. I mean, I guess it <laughs> it might be by design. It might be you know just like she, she uses him for show and tell later, yeah. but uh, you know maybe they do need more. Um, Working class, lower uh, so- socioeconomic representation. Yeah, you know, because they're at college, and uh, at college, kind of everybody's kind of on the same le- wavelength. It's kind of hard to 
uh, separate because it was such it was such a separation when they were in high school. There yeah. was the the uh, O-9ers and the everybody else. So maybe there needs to, maybe Weevil is representing the the working person. Yeah, I guess so. But it's just sad that he's you know now he's got to pick up trash is. for these people. You know that. <laughs> Yeah, it was such – it was a uh, – He like walked away from his gang. Right. He walked away from crime. Yeah. And um, and he's trying to get on the straight and narrow. And I guess – I don't know. The writers want to just kind of put him through like earning it even more. I, I wish he could catch a break, mm-hmm. you know, because I can imagine that after <laughs> after a while – I mean I can't remember where Weeple's character goes from the last time I watched this. So I can just imagine after – you know, scrubbing toilets for, you know, O-Niners or whoever goes to Hearst. Um, it's going to make him feel a little weak and maybe get back into that life of crime. I don't know. But um, the cool thing is um, maybe perhaps um, the dean's going to take a shine to him, you know, <laughs> because uh, um, Veronica ends up helping the dean figure out who destroyed their car, his car. And we'll find out about this in this other plot. Um, oh, okay. And, but, um, uh, Oh wait, yeah, we, we should definitely take a break and talk about that. Uh, Dean Cyrus Odell. We meet, um, Ed Beckley jr. Oh, what a shock. <laughs> I will shock you even more by saying, um, initially Michael McCann was slated to play yeah. the Dean. Um, and within 12 hours of accepting the part, McKeon decided to pass on Veronica Mars altogether. Rob Thomas called this quote, the most depressing casting news in the world. And a week later, they got Ed Beckley Jr. to, to take the role. Oh, I wonder what, when was, when, uh, like what season of Smallville (laughs) is, are we on at this Uh, point? I'm, I'm sure we're past, uh, him playing Perry White. Um, I, uh, Smallville was still going on, but this is like season six or so. I think he played Perry in season two or three, and then he came back for a guest spot. But you know, this would be a recurring role. This would be his. Maybe he had you know wanted to work the stage or had some film roles he wanted to take. Yeah, I didn't want to be tied yeah, down. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, the dean. Um, so so there's a Lilith House protest and they do this picture for the free press that says we go to Hearst, go ahead and rape us, which is just like wow. Okay. This whole this whole raping this is too many rapes. This is serial rape. This should something should be happening here. <laughs> Nothing is happening. Yeah. And then it shouldn't be left up to another student oh, to investigate this shit. <laughs> I know exactly, I mean, and I don't like the fact that you know these women that are um, you know protesting this are portrayed as being as shrill, obnoxious, pushy. Uh, uh, they're they're portrayed as radicals, yeah. as they're like uh, protesting. <laughs> They've been freaking. Raped. I know exactly. They should be pissed. I, and I'm sorry, but and nothing's happening. I don't mean to skip ahead, but there, you know, when it turns out that this rape was faked, you know, uh, it makes it even look look even worse. I, I yeah, and that that's just it. Like, hopefully, this comes back 
and it's and it it's resolved, but it's just it's just the end of the episode. The end. It's weird. Um. Yeah, and then we have these lampoon guys that are like set up as like I don't know the. I, I just I, I I can tell I can I, I you know these are douchebags that are on the internet now, <laughs> and it is making light of these girls protesting a legitimate thing like please stop the person from raping us, and they do this whole uh, thing where it's like no thanks except for maybe the blonde in the middle, and so the blonde in the middle is the one that gets raped. Then we find out later that she wasn't raped. So it's like. These guys, so who's in the who's in the right here? Who's in the wrong here? Like, you know, Lilith House for uh, trying to get attention for this. I'm sure there's going to be more of uh, more of this in future episodes. Perhaps when we find out more about the real rapes, because Parker isn't Parker's rape wasn't uh, fake. You know, at least as mm-hmm. far as we know. Was in this episode? Was this the episode where they go on Piz's show together? Uh, yeah, yeah, Piz's radio show. He wants to pit the Lilith House against the Lampoon staff, and that's when they get a text that Claire was raped, and then they're like, "Are you happy now?" Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's at the end of this where, um, uh, like Weevil has to fix the Dean's car that he thinks was uh, vandalized by um, the Lilith House for getting attention. You know, spray-painted manarchist mm-hmm. and pig, but it actually turned out to be um, his son <laughs> who trashed the car at a concert and then covered it up. So Weevil mm-hmm. fixes the car, and then he fixes the Dean's AC, so he's definitely in uh, in the Dean's good graces. Um, and so was this the one where Piz, he's, uh, you know, at his radio show and he's talking about – he wants to talk about why does everybody hate America? Oh, I don't remember that. I don't have that in my yes, notes. Yes, it's a quick it's a quick little thing. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, okay, this is 06. Yeah. So, we're still in the Bush years. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh okay. the the yeah, the we uh, the 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 campaign slogan for right now is no we haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> I did write something. I'm finding some reviews of this stuff as we're going along and you know, I have to admit I I, I agree here. So, Alan Seppenwall wrote about this episode that this was a fairly light-hearted hour with the two darkest events, Weevil beating up the abusive boyfriend and the blonde getting raped, taking place off-screen. And if mm-hmm. the purpose of doing shorter arcs was to avoid the loss of momentum that both the bus crash and the bridge stabbing suffered in the middle of last year, I'm not sure if it's working yet. <laughs> so, ouch. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's move on to Charlie. Don't. Well, also, Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, also, is this the one where at the end we find out that? Um, so we find out that. Uh, no, never mind. It's later on. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Charlie Don't Surf, written by a friend of the show, uh, Diane Ruggiero and uh, Jason Ellen. And the summary is Logan and Veronica investigate why his trust money is disappearing. And Veronica investigates Claire's rape and Keith starts to get close to a femme fatale. Mm. So the first thing I've written down here is Logan's lost money. Okay. And then (laughs) Veronica gets some markers and a whiteboard. And then we come back from commercial break and she has (laughs) filled the whiteboard. Which is – what is that? Is this the uh, setup for the Logan coming over for dinner 
or is it something else? I can't remember the whiteboard. I don't even know. No, I think Logan coming over for dinner was right off the bat. Uh, because they want him to go. Is she Okay, Veronica. It's really weird to see Veronica so nervous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she, I guess she wants her dad to like Logan. And she's so afraid Logan's going to say something wrong. Bobcat, milky things. <laughs> something like that. Uh, not, to, not to mention anything about that. Um, yeah. And uh, the one thing you're supposed to kind of take out of this is that Logan is, Logan is not interested in doing any interviews about his life or anything like that. And he doesn't you – know, and about his father. So – but yeah. So he's running out of money. The, the accountant sends, says it's happening. So uh, Logan asks for records. He gets like 10 boxes. And it turns out the money is going to uh, a charity, uh, Aaron's Kids. It actually turns out to be Aaron's Kids with a Z – which is run by the accountant. And so um, Veronica's research, it all leads to Charlie Stone. And um, she breaks it to Logan that he's got a brother, um, which is literally Aaron's kid, which is really funny. Uh, yeah. And also Logan, is, he's there, – there's a quick mention of like Logan afraid that he's going to – that he's inherited his dad's – Antisocial genes mm. And so you get the sense That Logan it needs family Yeah Because well his dad's dead And his mother's yep. dead And his sister is really his isn't sis- even a sister His sister is uh, too busy to be on this show And <laughs> uh, So yeah She's probably started How I Met Your Mother Yeah uh, that's exactly why she couldn't uh, return ah. um, So enter quote unquote Charlie who is played by Matt Zuckery. I hate him. Okay, I like this guy a lot. And this is probably why there's uh, there's probably I probably ugh, I figured out that uh, there is a um, there's probably a reason for this. I know him from The Good Wife. I spent many years of him. He's charming, he's funny, um, he's a good friend to Alicia Florek. But then I then I read that apparently at this moment he is a regular on Gilmore Girls. Yes, he's Logan Huntsberger. I hate him. Okay, so this is going to be trouble. Too- this is going to be trouble when you because I you have a problem if you've seen something before, you let your idea of this of a character uh, taint you, and it's hard for you to distance mm-hmm. that. So when I'm watching Gilmore Girls for the first time, I'm really hoping that this character is someone I hate right off the bat because now I'm like worried. I actually, you know what? To be perfectly honest, I will forget. <laughs> But, yeah, but, but just saying, be careful of that. <laughs> is this a person that's uh, just plays a despicable character right off the bat, or or? No, he's not a despicable character. You just have to know it's just a, right. it's just character situations. Well, I'm going to be drinking and, a lot uh, of coffee when we're uh, covering Gilmore Girls. So yes, you are. Uh, and he's now in the star of the show, The Resident. So. Have you tried watching that show at all? Or you're like, nope. Ooh, it's a it. medical show. God, no. <laughs> Ugh. Gross. Hate medical shows. <laughs> so Logan is super happy. He's discovering that they got surfing in common. They hang out together. Um, he's, telling him, he's telling him his deep, dark family secrets about his dad being abusive. Meanwhile, Veronica investigates Charlie's class and finds out that Charlie Stone is not actually Matt Zuckery. Uh, he's Ryan Eggold. Did you recognize this guy? He is the star of another medical show. <laughs> yes. 
New Amsterdam. Because that is all, yeah, that's all that's on television now, I guess. Oh, yeah, which, uh, by the way, friend, also, I should also say friend of the show, uh, Graham Norris uh, writes for that show. He actually left iZombie to write for that show, so good for him, you know? <laughs> good for him. He was, uh, Ryan Eggold was also a 90210, and he was on the blacklist. I, I remember him from that. I watched a few seasons of that, and I remember him being pretty good on that. Mm. Uh, you ever is that show still on? Yeah, he actually starred on like a. They did a a, a spinoff for maybe a season or two called mm-hmm. The Blacklist Redemption, and he was a star of that. And then that got canceled. But oh, that show entertained me quite a bit. And I don't know what I think. I just was like, I'll get back to that. And never did. So maybe eventually. Mm. My mother in law loves it. I know that. I just like James Bader, you know. So. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Charlie and Logan uh, go surfing, and Logan talks about how much of a monster his father was, and holds a story about cho- how he choked on pears, or he choked on pears. He regifted, yeah, he regifted him a uh, fruit basket for Christmas, and I think Logan had a sarcastic. Oh, he or he opened it early yeah. and retaped it, and so he forced him to eat all twelve pears. And then Lynn Eccles defended him with a knife when. You know, he started choking mm-hmm. on it and Aaron got violent. But, uh, yeah, it turns out uh, Charlie is actually Norman Phipps. Uh, Veronica says he works for Vanity Fair. <laughs> um, and I love how Charlie's like, yeah, go ahead and hit me. And Logan's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he just hits him right in the face. <laughs> um, and then the real Charlie Stone, who I guess wanted to remain uh, a secret, um, actually – um, gets outed to the press, so all the press knows that this is Aaron Eccles' son. Um, well, uh, what the interviews that they're talking about at the beginning, Logan goes ahead and does it to scoop Phipps. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that part. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it turns out that uh, Norman had actually tapped. I think Logan's phone or something when he tried to locate Charlie or something like that. And that's how he found out or mm-hmm. was calling the accountant or something. I forget. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Logan is sad. He leaves a sad voicemail for his real brother who doesn't call back. And Logan is alone. Um, I will just go ahead and spoil the rest of the season. He never sees his brother again. They were planning on uh, bringing Ryan Eggold in as a recurring character, but they didn't probably because the season got shortened by two episodes and they had to cut some plot out. Uh, oh boy, do I have a lot to tell you about a plot that got cut out in the next little segment here. Okay. Um, so the next segment I have is about the campus rapes, the ongoing stuff. And we're not seeing much Mac, right? So Veronica goes to visit Mac and uh, Parker says her aunt died and Parker slams the door in her face. We'll get into mm-hmm. the rest of that, but I have some reading to you to, to do here. <clears throat> okay. This episode contained a few deleted scenes from an entire season plot. They ended up cutting due to time constraints. Originally, Mac was going to have a much harder time adjusting to life after Beaver's suicide. Um, so the first deleted scene, uh, Wallace received a bad test grade. He enters a classroom where Mac calls him over to sit next to her. Mac asks, Mac acts as if she were trying to prevent the guy who entered in front of Wallace from having a chance to sit by her. The professor starts, I should have totally edited these things down. <laughs> so um, Mac and Wallace decide to form a boot camp for the brain to study together. Um, so they start okay. studying. I'm just kind of skimming here. 
Um, and then it then Wallace finds out that Mac actually uh, passed the exam that she's studying for, and she's just actually there to help tutor him. Um, so Wallace is really appreciative of this and puts his arm around Mac, and she all of a sudden looks like uncomfortable. You know, Wallace is just kind of like giving her a, a friendly like, "Thank you so much," and kind of gives her a little hug, and she's like, "Ooh," and then she says, "It's not him," and then you know it kind of ends there. Um, so um, the third deleted scene. <laughs> this is all from the same episode, right? Um, so somebody tries to sit down in the empty seat next to Mac. Mac says she's saving it, waves Wallace over. Mac tells Wallace that the guy won't leave her alone. And it's creepy. I guess this is the guy that Wallace took the seat from in the first scene. Um, okay. So um, so Wallace goes up to the guy and is like, you need to leave Mac alone. And he's like, are you kidding? And he says that they just went to computer camp together and she used to be cool. Um so Mac and Wallace are eating lunch in the food court. Mac tells Wallace that the professor is transferring her to an upper level level class, so they're not going to be studying together anymore. Suddenly, Mac um, stiffens as an unknown guy enters the food court. She tells Wallace that the psycho had been staring at her in one of her classes. The guy pays absolutely no attention to Mac and instead runs to his girlfriend. Mac stares blankly ahead and says, he's totally freaking me out. Please tell me he's gone. And Wallace realizes everything has been in her head. Mm. He looks sadly at Mac as he assures her the guy is gone. So eventually the plot line further in the season was to have Mac lose her virginity to a professor who takes advantage of her in this emotionally disturbed state. Yeah, right? And, uh, you know, after cutting the deleted scenes that I was just telling you about from this episode, uh, Rob Thomas mm-hmm. decided to just completely scrap that whole plot line. He thought it was too dark. And um, Mac well, deserved good. better. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll I agree. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, though? It's just like they were going to yeah. – I mean, I, I guess you might have some sort of PS, PTSD of uh, after – yeah, I mean, you would need to. I mean, it would be weird if Mac just like I'm in college, everything is <laughs> yeah, great, yeah. <laughs> nothing happened. You know, it needed to be addressed. Uh-huh. But I don't, I don't like any of. I mean, I think that yeah, maybe that she thought that uh, there were a lot of guys. Just she was kind of paranoid. Mm-hmm. That might have been interesting, but I, I don't want to see teachers and students and all hooking mm-hmm. up, and it's icky. But now I am glad we got this scene in the convenience store. Which scene is that? Where, okay, so Veronica, what is it? She gets her dad, this long convoluted scene about how did you get the ATM photos? And he does this and that. They get the ATM photos of Claire Mm -hmm. and who the guy who could be her rapist. Yeah. Because she finds out. Okay, so she somehow, I don't even (laughs) Somehow, Veronica goes to a convenience store, and the guy is like, yeah, he was so, like, I feel like I know this man. I feel like I know a hundred people just like this. This man must be from Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, no, you can't have a job. I'm not hiring. Were you here Saturday night? Of course I was. Where else would I be? (laughs) And. Do you, do you remember the scene? It was great. I'm scanning through my notes trying to remind myself. Because Krista Bale is just standing there like. Oh my god, this is amazing! <laughs> I don't know. She's she's enjoying the scene. She looks like, and he it just talks about how the how you know if your parents knew what you were doing at the school and and he didn't what it was the guy didn't have enough he didn't have cash 
to buy condoms. So the clerk sent him outside to the ATM. That's how she knew about the ATM. Oh, right. And he said, and he said, then they eventually came back and, and he brought, bought his raincoats <laughs> and, and one less, uh, idiot born, uh, and everybody's happy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my notes for this is just like Veronica asked cashier. He saw Claire. She came in with a guy. She was drunk. He had to use the ATM outside to get cash for rubbers. I didn't even write down anything what you were talking about. You didn't enjoy the clerk. I thought he was great. Oh, I mean, it, it, it was just different. It was so different. <laughs> and it was just like, you know, every 70-year-old black man that I, uh-huh. that I, that I come in contact with <laughs> in my life in Alabama. <laughs> Awesome. Um, I was going to ask you about uh, your wig, Dar, because um, Parker's wig seems very real. <laughs> like, yeah, that's her. That's hair. just her hair. <laughs> what? We're just supposed to pretend that's her. I wig. know. Exactly. Why didn't they just like use her real hair in that first time we saw her in a wig? Like, in last time we saw her in a wig, it looked really bad. It looked re- like it was definitely a wig. Well, I just took it as her and her mom were going through different options until they came across a good wig that worked. And let me tell you, you got to spend money on wigs. Yeah. You can buy cheap wigs or you can spend hundreds of dollars for a good wig uh-huh. and they look like real hair. I I think I would have uh I you know, it's so like I mean, we're very familiar with this. We 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 do a show where a girl wears a wig all the time during the show and we're just used to it, but then they Mm-hmm. Make it so uh, she's using her real hair to a, a, as a wig, and and it looks so natural that it's like, yeah, that's not a wig, that's her hair. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I zombie. Um, so I don't know. To me, I would have loved it if they had Parker like not have not go right to the wig thing, like have like shorter hair for part of the season, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how long she's around or she's, well, I guess she's in the credits, So she's around for the entire season, but um, yeah, it's so strange. To I just, just, I just like pretend that that looks like a wig or they should have like put her in a wig in the beginning of the mm-hmm. series. And so when she's wearing her real hair as a wig, to, and we're supposed to think, oh, that's a wig, it looks different than what we originally were introduced to her as. I think so. I think they did that. Really? Because I, uh, I think the first episode, her hair looked kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but it is it is weird to see uh, the uh, uh, the little oh, Lilith Club. Yeah, the Lilith House. The Lilith House. It's weird to see the Lilith House. The, all of them standing there with those weird short wigs. Yeah. Um, and they really have puffy bald heads. <laughs> it's like you are wearing yeah. bald caps. We know this. But mm-hmm. we're, we're playing Parker along. has hair. <laughs> yeah, and Parker has real hair. <laughs> um, so Keith, Mc- Keith uh, finally meets Dick. Which uh, I, I don't think it's ever happened before. They might have been in the same room, but um, Dick actually has a conversation with Keith, who yeah. Keith is like, just like, I'm happy to throw him right out. Yeah, because Dick's trying to be nice mm-hmm. <laughs> for Dick. Uh-huh. That's that's as nice as he could be to Veronica. But he's also he also oh, wants to clear oh, the pie your- eggs. Yeah. Oh, is this your your kitchen area? <laughs> I think I've been here before. Maybe we picked up our maid here once. 
And then he drops this line, <laughs> the grossest line I've ever heard on this show. Uh, one of the grossest lines I've probably ever heard. And uh, he says, we're a frat. Why rape the cow when you were swimming in free milk? Uh, <sighs> I do not like that. Um, yeah, but you get the gist that that they're a frat house. People want to have sex with yeah, them, I guess. I don't know. might go there for free beer and they might be... You know, the party girls might stick around for... Or that just might be... They might just be saying that, oh, we have sex all the yeah, time. Yeah. When really they don't. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, I love that when Veronica goes to Piseg to investigate, she wears a pantsuit. <laughs> oh, oh, and Keith asks her, has she changed her major to women's studies? <laughs> um, okay. Let me tell you what's driving me crazy. What? I think they only have a hair and makeup person half the time. Oh, really? Because sometimes Veronica's hair is curly and she her makeup is really cute. And sometimes she looks like she did in season one. Her hair is like all flat and straight yeah. and just pulled up in pigtails. And they're the bobby pins. The bobby pins are the worst. Yeah, you were posting about the bobby pins. What, what's the they're deal? They're so obvious. They, I mean, they stand out and they look bad. Yeah. They look really bad. All right, maybe the girls. And at one time, it's not even a bobby pin. It's like a barrette that just is just just sticks out like a sore thumb. <laughs> I just think, hey, but this yeah, bell, she's yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she is cute, but it's very obvious that one day her hair is curled and she has brown sparkly eyeshadow, yeah. and the next de- the next couple of scenes, she looks like she did in season one. <laughs> Low budget, low. I know, almost like low I don't know. Budget. I just assume Veronica's going to look kind of different every time we see her. Like she's always kind of working on her image, but I mean, disguises or whatever, or whatever she's planning on. Whatever she's doing, if she's just going to school for the day, or if she's, you know, undercover. Well, and the pantsuit didn't look very flattering because nope. the the white shirt was, was sticking out. <laughs> I don't think she was looking to flatter okay. anybody. <laughs> Yeah, but it could have. It just didn't. It looked. Yeah. Didn't look very high production value. Um. So we get into the mystery of why these guys is uh. These guys, their um, their knuckles are bruised, their hands are bruised, and uh, um. So is Dick. Dick's Dick's knuckles are bruised too. And when Veronica asks him where he was the night of Parker's rape. Um, he isn't happy at all about this and doesn't answer and kind of walks away as pissed. Um, and we just got to remember that Dick got uh, Parker's number at orientation. Uh, and later on the night before Bark- Parker was raped, uh, Mac heard Dick banging on Parker's door. And, um, and of course, we also saw at the end of the episode, he shows up at Logan's place and says, I screwed up really bad. So I think mm-hmm. we're supposed to start worrying about Dick. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, but it turns out the bruised knuckles is from these assholes did a grope room for their haunted house. And, uh, as revenge, the Lilith girls went through the grope room wearing mouse traps attached to their gropeable parts, <laughs> which is really smart. That's weird. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, uh, Veronica shows Chip that photo. It's an Asian guy. It's not... Charleston, who we meet earlier, um, and um, 
and you know she comes out of the house. I, I love the whole look of like her coming out of this house bare chested dick with his arm around her and all the girls looking at her like you suck you know but I, I love that Veronica is like hey uh, I'm going to find the person that raped you I'm just not I'm not going to just nail anybody to the wall you know it's, we have to find mm-hmm. the person um, so that's it for that um, here starts the Keith and Harmony uh, storyline Keith's uh, femme fatale Okay, did you watch Just Shoot Me? No, but uh, I I knew that Enrico Colantoni was on the show with her. Mm-hmm. I don't have great memories of it. I may have watched, you know, several episodes. I think I avoided every sitcom that David Spade was on. Not that I had a problem with him per se, uh, but I was like, never like, I want to watch like 100 episodes of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there was this wasn't a very special like you know, Night Court was a great sitcom. Cheers was a great sitcom. Mm-hmm. You know, like one of the best sitcoms. Just shoot me was just okay. I personally had a crush on Laura San Giacomo from her appearance in uh the Stephen King miniseries The Stand, where she uh gets seduced by the devil. And uh she's pretty hot in it, just gonna say. Don't remember. <laughs> um, have some trivia. I remember from. I remember her from Pretty Woman. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. she looks very Julia Julia Roberts ish. Yeah, she was the best friend. Oh okay. Um, some trivia here that uh, both uh, Enrico and Laura uh, had maintained a close relationship after their sitcom was canceled, and when Rob Thomas brought up a romantic storyline for Keith, um, uh, Enrico has suggested uh, Laura San Giacomo for the role. Uh, she accepted a role later saying say, it was kind of a no-brainer situation for me. I love Rico, love working with him. It was much as fun as I thought it would be. In addition to sharing in-jokes about Just Shoot Me while on the set, Cullen Tony also remembered what a good actress he thought she was in her er, in their earlier days. After the first appearance, both Cullen Tony and Giacono lobbied for more storylines together. Thomas was open to the possibility saying, I wouldn't hesitate to go back to this because I was really happy with how it played out. So yeah, I enjoyed them together. Yeah, yeah. yeah this was a, this was a compelling storyline. They've got more chemistry than Keith and Alicia. I've got to say. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Because because I was like, oh yeah, Keith deserves a relationship. Yeah, you know, he's been so lonely, and, and then oh yeah, what about Alicia? <laughs> or, or Keith and Leanne, of course. Well, of course, we've only we never barely barely ever saw Keith and Leanne in any happy times, but. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so she thinks her husband's having an affair. He stakes her out, but then, you know, he's spending more and more time. He's wearing aftershave. He's meeting her for pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And he finds out that um, um, her husband uh, was propositioned, um, but uh, he backed right away and uh, said he was married. And both Keith mm-hmm. and Harmony are a little sad that this turned out that her husband mm-hmm. was kind of honorable. There was also the scene where Logan and Veronica come into the office mm-hmm. where they're sitting uh, on the couch talking and like it's very obvious. Yes. You know when you, you know when you come up on two people talking and you're like, <sighs> this is uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. I think that's in the next episode. But, uh, yeah, she, she's got oh. her shoes off. Mm-hmm. That's very intimate. And Keith is telling her stories about Veronica. Oh, that's in the actually yeah, the last story, last episode, yeah. And Veronica's like, yeah, he tells all the customers, <laughs> all the the new clients that story. Yeah. 
<sighs> so uh, that's all I have for this episode. Charlie, don't surf. We still have two more to talk about. <laughs> we pro- mm. well, I've been trying to rush us through the storylines, but there's just so much good stuff to talk about. So is this the one where we find out that? Well, hold on a second. Claire's uh, that that Veronica goes through. She gets the picture from the ATM and she blows up the finds out the logo and and she pretends to be a Southern girl and calls the, yep. the camp and gets the 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 list of the and then her and Logan go to the uh, to the house. And says, you know, is so-and-so here? Uh, and then she shows the picture of Claire. And she was like, no, that's his girlfriend. Yep. So she... So that's where we find out that this is uh, this is some sort of setup. So, yeah, and that's like a slap in the face to the girls who were raped. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Why would she Why would she shave her head? <laughs> why, would she do, why would she do this? Uh, yeah, it's either a, a, a something that she orchestrated on her, on her own. She was one of the girls in the picture that was uh, that was in Lilith House, and they all like were protesting together. Did she do this to um, get more attention on the rape scandal, or did she? W- was the entire Lilith House involved in this whole thing? It's kind of a question that's up uh, in the air. But uh, yeah, this is uh, hmm. I, 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 this is the uh, episode uh, President Evil. Uh, written by Jonathan Moskin and David Mulia, Mulai, Mulai. And the summary basically has uh, robbers hold up Mercer's Casino and a man is abducted for his bone marrow. <laughs> so <sighs> we'll, get, Weird. we'll get into that. Casino robbery. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So Veronica and Weevil are talking and you're like, oh, Veronica, why are you telling Weevil about this secret underground casino room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, she the 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 thing about that is it's Halloween. It, it's okay, yeah, it's Halloween, but you know, I, I, the emphasis on that scene is not on the fact that there is a, a casino going on, but she mentions a boyfriend, and Weevil realizes that she is dating Logan and is completely disgusted by it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we have to point out that he's got this drywall dust on him. But, yes. Um, okay. But first off, before that, it's when she does the show and tell oh, thing. Oh yeah. I love how Weevil okay. winks oh. at that blonde. <laughs> oh, you know who she is? That's what's her face from uh, Glee. Oh yeah, I thought I saw some sort of trivia about that, but I couldn't quite quite place uh, which character this was that they were talking about. But yeah, she played a uh, Quinn. Quinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched that show for a season. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I watched it for I watched it till the the uh, Patrick Neil Patrick Harris episode and the Joss Whedon episode and then that was about it. But um, what about the uh, TA quickly mentions that the professor is involved in a case. I'm sure you all are following this case very closely. He's he's uh, I, I, I didn't catch what case they were talking about. Um, gosh, I didn't make any note for that, so I have no idea. <laughs> I do know. I that mean, I guess he's kind of like talking how the te- how the teacher is away, and maybe you know setting up for the reveal later that he's sleeping with the dean's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Weevil, he's like reminiscing about. He's like, you know, yeah, that was fun when we put that guy's truck in the crusher and. <laughs> 
put it on his front yard, and then we found out it wasn't his truck. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the Tim is looking very disgusted while the rest of the class is laughing. Um, yeah, so the, we have a dead president robbery at the Halloween casino uh, party, and uh, this one of the dead presidents takes Lily's necklace. And this is a necklace that, again, Weevil was talking to um, Veronica about in the previous scene. What were the characters that Veronica and Logan were dressed up like? They were dressed up as the White Stripes, Jack and Meg. I didn't get it. I found this in (laughs) trivia and I looked back at a picture and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, they're both wearing black wigs in red. I don't get it. But, uh, yeah, I guess maybe if it was 2006, you might be like, oh, yeah, that looks like the White Stripes because, you know, they're (laughs) – I love the White Stripes. I just didn't, didn't realize it. Uh, yeah, this is the only Veronica Mars Halloween themed episode. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Um, so, uh, so Veronica immediately accuses um, Weevil. She goes to his apartment with backup, who I always love to see. Mm-hmm. And- Co- a cockroach letter in. <laughs> Weevil can't believe she's accusing him. It's a wonder you don't have more friends. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it is insulting, but you know. And uh, and then he and then he says, uh, "Back up, you can stay, but your girl's got to go." <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting him to say something like, "Your bitch has got to go," or something like that. You know. Uh, well, you know, um, they got to be they got to be lighter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe in a previous script. Um, and yeah, we also get a moment where Lamb does the robot. So that happens. <laughs> I love. You must have been a. You must have been fun in the eighties. <laughs> I love to see off-camera voices were like, "Oh, sheriff's doing the robot again. Somebody get a camera." It's <laughs> <Just> like okay, <laughs> weird. Um, and I just love that Lamb is just happy that she's there to kind of bust Weevil and not to, not to actually try to you know defend him. But um, yeah, he says he was framed, so she checks down this whole pizza thing. Pizza was delivered with the stolen credit card. And oh, and and that kid, Danny. he he went to uh, Neptune High. <laughs> Completely starstruck. He, he brings up, <laughs> yeah, he brings up that time that she pulled uh, Wallace down from the flagpole. Yep, yep. Uh, yep. So uh, Veronica gets him to get this IP address uh, where the order might have been placed from, and it it was a Hearst computer hub, and it's near drywalling. And so it could be anybody there. And um, she ends up sitting in gum and some precocious kids teases her about like, oh, her college kids aren't very smart. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, turns out to be our uh, the kid that she takes a necklace from at the end because her, mm-hmm. her dad works there. That's her dad's – her dad's works in security. And uh, – but I love this um, – I love this moment. She's like tracking down the – it turns out they're fake guns. She tracks it down to the theater department and they can't go on their stage because uh, the film department covered their stage in Pam. And she said, who's Pam? <laughs> <laughs> that was so weird. They were just standing there like like they were paralyzed. Yeah, yeah. Just staring at I the I was like, stage. are they doing some sort of method theater thing there? You know? Yeah. Nope. And then I, I just loved, oh, God, the delivery of Kristen Bell. Maybe this is their way to say, break a leg. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so Veronica and Logan attend a screening of the Italian submarine, which had the president masked and they used guns, the fake guns, but the guy there says that the guns and masks are gone. Um, so, um, yeah, Veronica realizes this is a security guard and we get this great moment at the end where Lamb is busting the security guard. She's watching from her car and the daughter runs up to the car and is screaming at her and she just reaches and sees Lily's necklace and takes it, which I just probably one of those great all time moments of Veronica Mars It's kind of shocking. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that's Lily's necklace. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, and what is she supposed to do? She'd probably never get this special necklace back again. She's literally got to steal candy from a baby almost, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> um, my next chapter for this episode, my next segment, I called It's Booker Time. <laughs> it's Booker Time. Wait, why? Oh, gosh. Well, let's get, let's get into it. Um, uh, Veronica is super excited to tow a Porsche. It turns out to be the Dean's. Oh. Uh, the Dean's stepson is dying. He wants wants to find the real father. Wait, wait. Is the dying stepson the one who trashed the nope. car? The one that trashed the car was the Dean's real son. So his. So that was the younger the one? The younger one is the dying one. Oh, I'm so confused. Okay. Dean had a son, an older son from a previous marriage. Okay, Mindy has a okay. younger how son. Does, how does the dean of a college afford all these awesome cars? Dean, it's got to it's got to sh- be some good paying. I'm sure. Job, right? Yeah, I'm sure it pays a lot, but enough to buy a hundred thousand. Like I wouldn't think a dean of a college would buy a. Hey, who car. knows where he came from? You know, there are plenty of like people yeah, that are like he retiring might have, to being a dean of some sort of college, or yeah, yeah, he might, uh, he might come from money or politics or both. She may, <laughs> and uh, and also she, um, I think she works because he mentions later that you know she has a work thing or a charity thing, mm. so. Maybe she's like, I'll go to work and I'm just going to buy out some car with my payday. <laughs> so anyway, so the, it was just it was just weird. It was weird. Oh, it, so the real dad, uh, Steve Vitando, um, is of Richard Greco. Is Richard Greco, and that's why I call it. It's okay. Booker time. Okay. You don't? Did you ever watch Twenty One Jump Street? <sighs> Maybe. Oh my god. Possibly. All right. Well. Whatever, savor savor your your Gilmore Girls memories or whatever whatever <laughs> stuff you're watching, man. When I was younger, of course, this is Gilmore Girls is like 20 years old and 21 Jump Street, but still, uh, um, man, 21 Jump Street. Uh, you know, back we had you know Johnny Depp, and then like in the third season, in walks the new guy, and that's uh, that's Booker, and Booker. It's so cool, and but unfortunately, like you know, he was kind of I'm assuming was cramping Johnny Depp style, <laughs> so he ends up getting a a, a spinoff called Booker, and uh, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, it, I, I had no good. idea. I, remember, I don't know; it probably doesn't at all hold up, but you know, late '80s, <laughs> early '90s Fox. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I love this whole thing where, um, you know, Steve Batando apparently is a voiceover actor and, uh, Cliff is showing off his voiceover skills because in real life, uh, the actor that plays Cliff, whose name I'm spacing on is Dean, uh, Darren 
Nor- Dang Norris? it. Darren Norris. That's right. Yes. He's actually really, he's in so many cartoons. He's, you know, that voice. Uh, yes. Um, he has a voice just begging to be a voiceover actor. So yeah. that's kind of like a meta thing. And also this whole thing where um, Lamb shows up, you know, after um, Steve goes missing and says that, uh, you know, they found this card. Uh, that Keith was using to play the building inspector and said his name was Adrian Monk, <laughs> which I think there was like there's like a sort of a thing where people would confuse um, Enrico Colantoni with um, oh my god the guy that played Monk what was his name Tony Shalhoub there we go really however um, he did guest star on an episode of Monk and he played a uh, disgraced police officer who's also a really good detective which is kind huh. of like. <laughs> His character on Veronica Mars. <laughs> uh, I love that Lamb says that uh, Cliff's uh, advertisements are found on park benches, and they say "Call Cliff" or and get off. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not sure if it's a joke or not, <laughs> but it kind of reminded me of Better Call Saul. Anyway, there's this whole thing where this is so weird, you know. I know where they go to to Mexico. Yeah, because Keith thinks. I don't know. Dean makes him think that the that the mother helped in the abduction, and they brought Steve to Mexico to get the bone marrow. Where it turns out, it was a whole distraction. Where uh, Steve was being held in a hospital. So they actually kidnapped. They him? did. And also, I don't understand. Okay, first they tell it's they tell Keith. That the boy's dying wish was to meet his father, right. but no, it's a just a ploy to get in the same room and beg him for his bone marrow. Right. Get that bone marrow. Okay. Uh, and why would you not, I mean, are you just that big of a jerk that you <laughs> would just let a kid, even though you don't, you're not a, you know, you're not bonded with this kid. You don't love this kid. He's just your flesh and blood, <laughs> but you would just, you know, Pass up the opportunity to uh, to help him. I know, right? Because because you hate this woman because she's asking. Okay, why is this woman asking for alimony from <laughs> an out of work? I have no idea. When she's driving a hundred thousand dollar car, I have no idea. I mean, child support makes sense. You got to pay for your half of you know the rearing of a child, but alimony seems a little bit. I mean, maybe she got the court order when. She wasn't married to the dean and perhaps – I mean he could have taken her to court and said she is married again and she's supporting herself. So there's no reason why I should be playing, paying alimony right now. Um, but yeah, Steve makes out. He uh, he gets the Porsche. He gets no, no alimony, no child support and uh, uh, and he gets to own his ex-wife uh, according to his words. So yeah, there was just that whole moment where he's like, what would you do if it were Veronica? And so I guess Keith must have came up with this idea where it's like, okay, you you need to pay him off and pay him off good. And uh, I guess they did. But it's just weird that they had to have Keith come up with this idea. <laughs> oh, well, oh, we'll just pay. Oh, oh, we shouldn't have kidnapped him. We should have just we should have tried paying him off first. <laughs> yeah, it was just so weird. Like I like the actress that plays the dean's wife. Uh-huh. And then Richard Greco, he should have had a better part. 
than oh this. Oh my gosh, Greco! I would love for him to like be like a you know not a Fitzpatrick because he doesn't look Irish at all, but like in charge of some sort of gang or something like a you know because mm-hmm. he he definitely I don't know he doesn't look like an out of work voice actor. <laughs> um. Anyway, he he was so big for like a year or two, and then gone. Yeah, I, man, I remember I was like. Thirteen or something, and was like that guy is the yeah, coolest. I mean, I was, <laughs> yeah, I remember his name, but when I saw him, I was like, he vaguely looks familiar. <laughs> but <laughs> we have a couple of more uh, guest stars here. We had to talk about with we got we get to the last part of this episode. It's all about uh, Wallace's grades. Um, he's Wallace tries to drop the class. He's doing poorly. And Wallace has been wanted to be a mechanical engineer for forever. Yep. Which I don't know if you're saying that because you think that they introduced that now, but like I believe you know we have the um, the scene on the beach where he's trying to f- fly that plane, and then that whole that yeah. whole experiment with Logan about trying to not let the egg break. I don't know. I think that was because he was in some sort of science class. I don't know. It does seem kind okay. of shoehorned in, but it's good that he wants to do something more than you know athletics yeah i mean that's good retire early yeah i mean that's good that they're uh making him more um dynamic than just a a basketball player and it's funny because we you know i don't know if you remember percy daggs the third's uh character on (laughs) izombie where um it was the episode where um it turned out that he uh um murdered his uh, wife's ex-husband, who wasn't paying, uh, or he, I don't know, he wasn't paying child support or something like that, but he murdered him with a drone because he oh, was in yeah. charge of some sort of tech company. He, he literally sat in a meeting and piloted the drone from his tablets and killed him while he was doing paintball. But yeah, it's just kind of funny that it's like, oh yeah, Wallace was always wanted him a mechanical engineer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, because that and that is a all that math. It's hard to do uh, while trying to play basketball. Also, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Um, so we meet his friend Mason here. Who did you recognize him? No, he seems very familiar. Uh, he is kind of a douche in this in this episode, and he played quite the douche mm-hmm. in the Eye Zombie episode, Eat a Evil. He was the daredevil, uh, 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 jackass bro. Um, Oh. Yeah, I'm sure the actor is nice. His name is Robert Richard. Mm-hmm. So is he a Disney kid or something? I he think so. Yeah. Um, so he he gets uh, Wallace a tutor. The tutor turns out to be this guy Max. Did you recognize Max? He looks yes. virtually the same <laughs> as he did in Eyes yeah. on Me. That's uh, Adam Rose. He played uh, Byron Thistlewhite, <laughs> the uh, the dog uh-huh. owner from Grumpy Old Live. <laughs> Uh-huh, I remember Otherwise, that. Episode. Also, uh, colleges have a zero-tolerance policy for cheating. Mm-hmm. If you get caught cheating, you are immediately kicked out. Yeah, it seems pretty harsh. I don't know. Like It's, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I don't know. I guess since degrees are probably worth more than high school diplomas, it's, you know, I just, just think, like, you pay so much for a college that you should have some sort of levity. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> No, I mean college. No, they don't tolerate. There is no. There's no. Uh, this per you know because there's so many students. They can't say, well, this person's going to get leniency yeah. and this person's going to get. But what out. if I was playing sports? <laughs> mm. What if the team was doing really good though, Steph? 
<laughs> well, I guess it's not a factor if here. You're an Al- you know, if you're an Alabama football player, <laughs> I'm sure that you know they got some alumni that can help you out and anything you need. Anyway, yeah. So I love how this, at the end of this episode, uh, they play Johnny Cash's "Busted," and one of the segments is while it's getting busted for turning in this uh, study guide, or you know, the answers to the study guide. Um, so let's move on to high infidelity. Um, I do want to mention, as usual, um, check out tvtime.com, people. If you don't like, if you don't, if you haven't checked out the TV Time app, it's a place where you can kind of check in with TV shows and chat on there. And our podcast is actually streaming on there. And uh, our podcast is also part of the TV Talk network. That's tvtalk.fm. Um, so. Hi, Infidelity. I got to mention, this is our 50th Veronica Mars episodes that, that we've covered. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is our 50th. I can't believe that. Written by John Embaum. Uh, brief summary, Veronica accused of plagiarism and Keith gets lured in by Harmony. Um, so uh, it kind of uh, starts off – I'm not going to do it in order. I do it in segments. But you know, the first bit is the dean super angry about Claire faking the rape and expels her. And then he also takes it out on Niche, who is the editor of the Free Press, and tells her to step mm-hmm. right down, which she like ominously tells the dean and Veronica that they're going to regret it. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. We're kind of glad because she was, you know, kind of did Veronica dirty with the um, uh, the, the 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 house mother that yes, had the, the pot growing the pot plants yeah. and. The principal wanted to know what teacher she got the seed from. And Niche was sitting on the information about the faked Mm -hmm. rape. And so that's why the principal was mad. You know, why did she run with the the story against the fraternity or the, uh, the sorority house, but sit on the rape Right story, right. and yeah. So this I is guess another thing. It's probably going to come. Like, kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It's like they're doing this yeah. rape storyline, but then <sighs> making up fake victims. Hopefully this, then... <laughs> hopefully this will come back, and there will be something more to this. Yeah, I'm sure it will, and it will make sense. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, at least I'm, I'm hoping at least Parker's uh, rapist is caught. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they'll come back and say, oh, Lilith House did it for a good reason. I'm sure in their heads, the good reason was to fake a rape, but it's really crazy. Like, <laughs> and I don't know. Again, it's just so, there's been so much rape on this show. <laughs> I'm so surprised that the CW is like, listen, we want a kind of lighter, breezier season three. And they're like, all right. So the rape storyline. <laughs> We're going to get real That's de- our main So mystery. many people are going to get raped And it's going to be fake rapes There's going to be shaved heads It's going to be really brutal Oh man Anyway um, The first uh, uh, Okay so the next segment I have here Is basically Wallace hitting the books um, Mason looking a little irritated About Wallace um, Getting picked for starting position But uh, it turns out that uh, He ends up dropping basketball altogether Because um He's got to focus on the books and uh, the coach kind of is like, Hey, are you prepared not to, you know, play next year? Is that really what you want to do? And I guess it seems that that's what Wallace is going to do. Well, that's a mature decision, but uh, you know, it kind of made my eyebrow raise when, you know, Mason was all irritated about Wallace getting this starting position. 
I'm wondering if the whole tutor thing was a setup, not tutor, but the study mm-hmm. guy, the Max thing that he was, he tipped off the teacher or something that Wallace was cheating. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm assuming, I don't remember. I'm just assuming they didn't include that for no reason at all. And it's, a, it's like yeah. an echo from the previous season where we had that other student who was setting Wallace up for terrible things in order to uh, get the starting position away from him. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so the next thing is the plagiarism thing. Um, so okay, this confused me, but I enjoyed <laughs> yeah. what's his name, Adam Rose. Uh, so uh, well, you've got the paper right there. <laughs> so uh, what, what's the guy's name? Finch. Rory Finch. Rory Finch. Rory. That's not you, is it? Rory Finch. That's not you, is it? <laughs> <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> It's just funny that he has all these answers and he's so dumb. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder, you know, again, we had Matt Zuckery earlier in the episode. Uh, Gilmore Girls was the hour before Veronica Mars this season. And now we have a, you know, they're looking for somebody named Rory. <laughs> oh. <laughs> who ends up being fake. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it starts off Professor Landry says Veronica's best in class And she just realizes Yeah this is going to make me popular And Yeah because she messes up the curve Yeah The teacher can't grade the papers on a curve Because she made an A mm-hmm. And then the uh, professor eats lunch with oh. her And he's all excited about her He wants to be her he wants to be her Faculty advisor, advisor. Yeah. yeah and the TA is getting jealous So is Keith He's like think I could take him in a fight <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird. I don't know. I think he's kidding around, but I mean, he was. But like, what? You don't want another man to <laughs> think highly of your daughter? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, maybe it's just that deep inside Keith, he just wants wants Veronica to work in that office with him <laughs> secretly, but he also mm-hmm. wants the best for her. So it's, he's torn. Um. So, uh, yeah. So. Tim Foyle announces that Veronica plagiarized her paper um, and Jeff Ratner is the one that stands up. He's like so happy to catch her and he gets applause. Yeah. It was so weird when she she said, do I know you? And he was like, yeah, we've met. You don't remember? I'm like, is he just being a smart aleck or what? And then you find out later. Yes, they have met and you see where they where they know each other. He works at the Neptune Grand, he's brought room service to her and Logan before. It's obviously a reason to be to set her up for plagiarism, but it's yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so she goes and talks to Dean, uh, or no, no, she she goes to check the files in Dean's office, and yeah, I thought this was and he's oh surprise he's there. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I, I lost an earring. <laughs> and he's like happy to have the company. Yeah. He trusts her. He doesn't He doesn't know yet. <laughs> like if Clemens had, if that happened and Clemens was there, he'd immediately like be suspicious. He would have been very suspicious, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's having his free time. He's got scotch and cigars and boxing. Um, and, you know, his wife is off uh, doing other things. Um, so... Oh, oh, yeah, we get this side note that um, uh, Okay, so Rory Finch is at the Neptune Grand mm-hmm. um, And I love we meet Tina Who's like any friend of Logan's And he, she's like girlfriend of Logan's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because Logan, you know 
when Weevil and Logan run into each other at the school, uh, Weevil sees Logan talking to a girl. Like he's, it's like he's giving her his phone number almost. He just seems suspicious. And in that episode where Weevil's, it's like obvious on his face. I love my job because there are so many beautiful women around. And he tells Veronica that she better keep a short leash on yeah. Logan. And she's like, ah. Oh you know, co-eds or the least of our worries <laughs> or something. I don't know why. Yeah. We also get this. She was trying to pretend that she's not suspicious, yeah. but she is. Yeah. Was that in the one where she, you know, he was in the casino? That was in the president. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. This, this already happened. Um, yeah. We also get a, a mention of Horshack and Rafe at Rafe was busted for Horshack taking tests for him and they both were kicked out of the, the college. So maybe, ah, maybe that's why we're not seeing them. Yeah. Anymore. Maybe they were planning on having them recur and then they were like, nope, never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Rory Finch's room ends up being uh, Mindy O'Dell and then she runs into Professor Landry. And yeah, she says, Rory Finch as the elevator doors close. Mm hmm. And it turns out that Tim set it all up um, so she would follow the shuttle Landry to see that, you know, um, he's not, you know, the best guy in the world and to see what he sees, basically, which is just like, I don't know, kind of a dick way to do that, don't you think? (laughs) Yeah, it was really weird when, but I guess he knew that Veronica wouldn't listen to him, so he had to show her, you know, that... Don't fall under because Veronica does have good, you know, a sense of character, a good sense of you know what's going on. Like, but if he's <laughs> he he could be so charming that he he could have her fooled. It's, it's kind of like I don't know. You talk to any character played by Patrick Fabian, wouldn't you immediately think that he's up to something sleazy? <laughs> but he could charm any female. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, she finds out, uh, he's been investigating the rapes as well. He's got a whole, uh, bulletin board full of his, his clues or his, his investigation. So maybe she's going to investigate with him a little bit. mm -hmm. She says she sees something. Oh, did you see something I didn't see? And then she remembers, oh crap. I had Radner, like I set Radner up because she filled his trunk full of, (laughs) Soaps and shampoos from the hotel Well, if that guy Um, And uh, yeah, Veronica Kind of breaks the trust That Dean Dean has in her By not telling her um, Not telling him What his wife's been up to Um, So Mm -hmm. uh, So yeah Yeah, you don't want to be that person We also have uh, Keith and Harmony Um, They go into a noir fest They go to Maltese Falcon They have a little awkward hug and Veronica keeps calling Keith out. I'm like, well, you're going on dates with a married woman. And Keith's like, no, no, completely mm-hmm. innocent. Yeah, he's lying to himself. Then she finds him waiting for her to have drinks at the Neptune Grand Bar. And, uh, yeah, he goes ahead, does drinks. And um, Harmony says they have a, she has a room for them. And he says he's tempted, but he can't. And he gets into his car and drives away and... Well, before that, he she says she doesn't want to be on her deathbed and have regrets, yeah. and that's when he's hit by a car. Yeah, a truck it, smashes right into his car. Yeah, yeah, it was very shocking. Yeah, I I think did, I'm pretty sure that truck ran a red light or something. Yeah, because it seemed yeah, like well, he had the right said, away, right? 
Yeah, the man said, I didn't see that stop sign. Yeah. He ran through the stop sign. So there's your he, – he's like, well, I, he probably feels like he would have regretted it if he didn't sleep with Harmony. So he goes right back mm-hmm. to Neptune Grand to sleep with her. And Veronica mm-hmm. sees – And that's hot. That he's not home. Oh, yeah. Good old Keith. Yep. Yep. The next morning she fixes him a delicious nutri- – a nutritious breakfast. <laughs> and uh, – his bed has not been slippy. Our final thing we need to talk about is, involves uh, bowling. And uh, so. Um, okay, so Veronica runs into Parker. And so she's trying to be friends with her and invites her to come uh, out bowling. And Piz makes it sound like a whole huge group of people. Oh, yeah, Wallace and uh, the whole gang. Mm-hmm. And then Wallace has a crisis. That's where he's studying and trying to pass engineering. Yeah, mechanical. And they all show up to bow, and it's Parker and Piaz and Veronica and Logan. <laughs> and I love her. And what's oh, funny, oh, before they go, she's trying to decide what shirt to wear, and she thinks about wearing a bowling shirt, but she wears a cute shirt instead. And when they get to the bowling alley, Piaz is wearing the bowling shirt like, Oh, see, Piz and Veronica are perfect for each other. Uh, I didn't catch that, and it's probably because my brain didn't want mm-hmm. to. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, did you notice that um, when uh, Parker takes Veronica aside and is uh, irritated that it was a double date, and she calls him piss? <laughs> like, you, no. you set me up with a double date with that piss guy. <laughs> uh, I, you know, and I'm not sure if that was. You know, the way the actress pronounced Piz, and it just sounded uh-huh. like Piz, but it sure sounded like Parker, like, mispronounced P- Piz as Piss. <laughs> um, so Veronica asks Piz about Parker, and he's like, not my type. And Parker is super excited to go see that, you know, that this radio show that Piz is doing. Brings Veronica. Piz is not excited to see Parker with her, but we have this... Brief interaction between uh, Parker and Mercer, who is the next DJ, mm-hmm. and she immediately freaks out. He's wearing the same cologne that um, her rapist had. Mm-hmm. Well, she doesn't really say that. She just says because she smelled that cologne the night of her rape That's and right. it's burned into her memory. Yeah. So we don't necessarily know if she's accusing him mm-hmm. of the rape. And so – Veronica goes to Mercer's room. It's so funny. She picks up a shirt so she doesn't leave fingerprints. Yeah. To- no fingerprints anywhere. This is like a first. <laughs> but yeah. I guess, I don't know, rape is serious. You know, there might be police involvement. So yeah. she gets the name of the cologne and she also opens the drawer and finds an electric razor, uh, it, which seems to be hidden in the drawer. You know, it's not just out in the bathroom mm-hmm. or whatever. So, you know, you would justify like, oh, well, guys have electric razors, you know. Uh, but it is kind of shoved in a drawer underneath some clothes. It's like wrapped in a towel. And then Veronica talks to Lamb and he says that cash box, they found the cash box that was stolen from the casino robbery. And in that cash box was GHB, which, you know, is probably a uh, trigger word for Veronica at this point. Like, what? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> I do have to mention, we have one more scene with Logan, but there's one earlier that I just love, which is he, Logan takes the sociology test and he spends maybe 10 more seconds after the sociology proctor says time uh, to finish Mm -hmm. a sentence. And uh, 
the Proctor's like, nope, you know, and and uh, Logan's like, do you have any idea who I am? And she says no, and then Logan just mixes the test in, which is just like, I thought it was like, oh man, Logan is pulling like 09 or BS, you know, do you have, mm-hmm. but it turns out. It- but he really was, uh, he really was, was just trying to find information <laughs> to, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Mercer is impressed by that. It's it. it I, I saw and uh, and so late at the end of the episode, Logan asks Veronica for some help. He says Mercer was arrested by Lan, and he says he was with Mercer on the night of the rape, but he can't tell her what they were doing. Mm, were dun, dun, they dun. sleeping with each other? Uh, was were no. they shaving each other? Were they sleeping with other girls? Uh, were they at a donkey show? Oh God, were they sleeping with other donkeys? Yikes. Next week on our podcast, we're going to be covering four more episodes. And um, and then probably we'll get back to the three-episode format. So Oof. tried to go shorter this time. It's going to be just under an hour and a half. But uh, hopefully people like it. Um, would you like to say what the next four episodes are called? Of mice and men. Excuse me. Of mice. Nope. <laughs> of vice and men. Vice and men. Yep. Of vice and men. Hmm. Uh, Lord of the pies. <laughs> yep. Spit and eggs. Uh-huh. Show me the monkey. Show me the monkey. Yeah. Um. We got some drums ahead. I'm I'm looking at this the the, the the summaries and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um. So. Uh, look forward to that, and we'll be back next week to talk about those yeah. episodes. I can't wait to see what surprising guest stars pop up. Yeah. Um, there is a I'm pretty surprising look. guest star that does pop up that I just read about. I was like, oh, I don't remember that, but I guess it happened. We'll see if you uh, you spot this person. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Stop. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs>